Today on CityCast Chicago, as the murder trial continues for Derek Chauvin, the public reacts to body cam footage from Adam Toledo's shooting, and as we mourn Dante Wright and the countless others who have been killed by police officers, how can civilians actually hold police accountable? What we're talking about, what we've been talking about for almost 50 years, is we're talking about empowering our communities to see who polices our communities and how our communities are police. Today is Thursday, April 15th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. We're talking to longtime activist Frank Chapman about creating a new civilian oversight body and how it could get us closer to a more just police system. But first, a little bit of news, y'all. COPA has announced that they will release the body cam footage as well as other materials related to the police shooting and killing of 13-year-old Adam Toledo. The family saw it earlier this week. The mayor said she has seen it. And today, unfortunately, the rest of the city can. Pre-construction for the Obama Presidential Center began in Jackson Park Wednesday. $200 million public dollars will be spent ahead of the official groundbreaking on roads, utility lines, and parks in the surrounding area. But hold on. The Obama Community Benefits Agreement Coalition is still calling on the president's foundation to guarantee employment, housing, and sustainability efforts for residents in the Woodlawn and South Shore neighborhoods. Some good news. La Vieta Park in Little Village is getting a community farm. You heard me. Not a garden, but a farm. Viviana Moreno, a local food justice organizer, told Block Club, the farm will have a worker-owned cooperative portion, a community fruit orchard, and bilingual Spanish and English urban agricultural training. That's your quick news for Thursday, April 15th. Remember, sign up for our daily newsletter at citycast.fm slash Chicago. Stick around. Let me throw some acronyms at you real quick. CPAC, that's the Civilian Police Accountability Council and GAPA. That's the Grassroots Alliance for Police Accountability. These are two major coalitions who have been pushing for civilian oversight of Chicago police. They recently joined forces to create what they're calling the People's Ordinance. Frank Chapman has been working on this for decades. Frank, I got a question for you because at the end of the day, our goal is not only to, in this moment, hold police accountable, but is to really... uh, root out systemic racism that drives a lot of the oppressive nature in our policing system. How does a civilian oversight committee get to the heart of not only police accountability, but systemic racism? How is that going to change my interaction on the street? It's a beginning. It's like, uh, it's about power. We have to have the power to make the changes that we want. As, as, long, as long as we don't have the power to make these changes, 
then this behavior will continue. A police not liking a black person is one thing. A police killing a black person because they don't like them is quite another. We got to stop the latter by, you know, by enacting laws that, that can make this happen. So this is a step in that direction. It begins with black people and other oppressed people, brown people, having control over those who police them. Democratic control. That's basic democracy. I saw a Sun-Times editorial that basically said a civilian oversight council is it's a pipe dream that it's easily vulnerable to the whims of elections. What do you say to people who think a civilian oversight council is a dream? Well, you know, they're, they're describing the civil rights movement, right? Mm. A pipe dream. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with dreams. What is wrong is that if you don't fight for them. We also have an organization. And we also have a method of organized struggle where we think we can make some things happen. Just the CPAC people have over 60,000 folks who have signed up to support our ordinance. Mm -hmm. So we have more than a dream going on here. We have a real on the ground movement. And so does GAPA. Frank, what would the people's ordinance do? We would say, who runs the police? We would, we would be the overall policy making body. Okay, so there's a lot more to it than that. The ordinance would create councils in the city's 22 police districts. Voters would decide who sits on those councils. The councils and the mayor would then appoint members to a commission. That commission would hire and fire CPD leadership, approve police policies, and make budget recommendations. Would this eliminate COPA, or the Civilian Office of Police Accountability? It won't eliminate them because it's an investigative body and we need that. Okay. What, what it does is we will have control over it. We will make the appointments. Introducing more people on the ballot for citizens to become informed on, for citizens to vote for, uh, for citizens to keep track of, right? You know, election confidence, despite being an overblown topic, is still a concern. And I think giving people, you know, another layer of bureaucracy could be intimidating. What would you say to people who bring that up? Well, I would say that these people are misreading the democratic process here. These are people in the community voting for people in their community. They're voting for people that they already know. Ain't nothing like that going on around the question of police. And, you know, people will have to campaign. They will have to uh, convince folks to vote for them and so forth and so on. But it's going to be hard to deceive the people, if they're coming, you're coming out of the same community. The mayor said that she'd get an ordinance out to the people within the first 100 days. We both know it didn't happen. And yet we're hearing that we might get a semblance of something over the next couple of weeks. What do you expect that to look like, even if you expect it to come out at all? Well, we have a semblance of something now. All she needs to do is support it. That's what the people want. Now, if she's deciding to go against what the people want, you know, she she would do so at her own peril, you know. Uh, we're not going to lose this fight. You know, we're the same people now. We're the same people. They got the, the Superintendent McCarthy fired. We're the same people that retired Anita Alvarez. We're the same people that had Rahm Emanuel take his hat out of the rain in the last mayoral elections 
So, you know, it ain't like we don't have no track record. <laughs> Frank said, you better recognize we ain't going nowhere. And that's one of the things I want to ask before I let you out the door. You've been in this fight for, what'd you say, 50 plus years. And yet the wave of young activists across the city of Chicago is as vibrant as we've ever seen. You know, if you had one piece of advice for young activists moving forward who may feel hopeless, who may feel down and out, what would you say to them? The first thing they did right was they started to fight. So continue to do right, continue to fight. And you are carrying on the struggle that existed generations before you. So you're riding a mighty tide. And I think the young people are helping us turn the tide in a good direction. I'm very grateful for the youth movement because it signifies real hope of our people for the future. Frank Chapman works with the Chicago Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. And today he helped us better understand the People's Ordinance, which again is the collaboration between the Civilian Police Accountability Council and the Grassroots Alliance for Police Accountability. Frank, thank you so much for your time. All power to the people. All power to the people every day, all day. The City Council's Public Safety Committee is set to meet tomorrow, but once again, it looks like police oversight will not be on the agenda. Aldermen are waiting for an alternative proposal from Mayor Lightfoot. We reached out to the mayor's office to find out how her legislation might differ and when she expects to introduce it, but we still haven't received a response. On Saturday, Frank and others are hosting a virtual briefing on the People's Ordinance. You can find a link in the show notes. Today is the 99th birthday of Chicago's first black mayor, the late Harold Washington. Growing up on the South Side, pictures of Harold Washington not only were in my grandmother's house, but my elementary school. By high school, my teachers had me reciting his original orations. We continue to celebrate the legacy of Harold Washington across the city, his ability to build community and coalitions, his perseverance, and ultimately his untimely passing. David Axelrod ran Washington's re-election campaign back in 1987. He told me running Harold's campaign and then Obama's for president were like bookends. Listen to this story David told me about the night he won re-election. We ended up winning by, you know, 80,000 votes. And we were sitting in the mayor's office the day after the election. And Harold, everybody was happy. And Harold said, hey, what percentage of the white vote did we get? Uh, someone said 21%, but that's really good because last primary you only got 8% of the white vote. And Harold said, you know, I'd like to think I've been a great mayor for everybody in the city. I've probably spent 70, 70, 75% of my time in in white neighborhoods. You know, we got 21% and we're happy about that. And he just kind of smiled sort of wanly and he said, ain't it a bitch to be a black man in the land of the free and the home of the brave? I always uh, remembered that uh, exchange, but he was an amazing, powerful, ebullient uh, figure and and just a, a joy to watch. That was David Axelrod talking about Harold Washington. 
the full interview with David will be next Monday. As always, you could be anywhere, but you also chose to be here with us. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.